1: Okay,
0: it's the first of March. It's Wednesday, one March, year of our Lord, twenty twenty-three. We are marching through this year, one of the most uh, important years in an inflection point in American history. Right there, Cortez, you had one of the smartest guys, one of the biggest thinkers in all Washington. Newt Gingrich lay out the Iron Triangle of uh, of the CCP, Persia, and Russia, which is what the Biden administration has stumbled into and forced. Right, and this is going to be an iron triangle that uh, you throw in Turkey, you throw in Pakistan, you throw in our buddies in, in the House of Saud in Saudi Arabia, throw in Qatar, you give them uh, Pakistan and in uh, in mini me in North Korea, you got a problem on your hands, big time. You get thrown in the Caribbean, Brazil, you got a bigger problem. I want to compare and contrast that Cortez because you're the you're the biggest America firster I know. I want to I want to talk about not the gathering storm, the storm that's here globally right. geopolitically, with The storm that's also here financially and structurally.
1: Right. And they are certainly interrelated uh, and all of them created crises, crises plural, because of Joe Biden. I think that's such an important point, too. This isn't bad luck. It's not happenstance. It's not just the business cycle or just, you know, the fate of geopolitics. These are created crises by Joe Biden because America has never had uh, such an absolutely corrupt, incompetent, compromised commander in chief as Joe Biden, and on the international level, I totally agree with Newt Gingrich. Uh, We need to make sure that we are awakened to the reality and the danger of the moment. In my estimation, it's the most dangerous national security moment for America since the Cuban Missile Crisis, because we have never been closer to an all-out conflagration. We're already effectively at war with Russia, but we've never been closer to an all-out conflagration with a nuclear power in the United States history uh, than we are at this time, except for the Cuban Missile Crisis. By the way, that whole crisis, though, bringing us to the precipice then, of course, was totally necessary because the Soviets literally had nukes 90 miles away from the United States. This is a completely dissimilar situation, but the but the reality of the danger um, is the same. And then to connect that to the economy at the same time uh, that we are at the brink of perhaps World War III and, and the United States position as global superpower is, is so threatened from a geostrategic standpoint, at the same time. Our financial condition continues to massively and quickly de- deteriorate because of the policy mistakes of Joe Biden and the Republicans in permanent Washington, who have enabled um, and unfortunately allowed this kind of destruction of our of our uh, of our prosperity in this country. Steve, and just to give you a data point on hang this, on. So it's not just. hey, hey, hang,
0: hang, 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 hang on, hang, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Before you pivot, because I know you're going to pivot the economy and we need this. You go back to the Cuban Missile Crisis. We didn't have a shooting war like World War One in the Eurasian landmass. The, where the where the it's a proxy war. This is the this is U.S. versus Russia. Don't don't let that it's U.S. versus Russia with the little uh, pimp Zelensky now dictating to us what, what the terms of the off ramp are, right? But more as importantly in the Cuban Missile Crisis, as it was, we were a different nation financially. We had a pristine balance sheet. We're a manufacturing superpower, and don't and just for don't, people got to remember, it was only 15 years after uh, after World War II. Russia was still devastated with what 65 million war dead, Leningrad said all these all these places devastated because uh, they didn't get a Marshall Plan. They shouldn't have because of the uh, because of the Bolsheviks, the murderous dictatorship that uh, that was suppressing the Russian people. So, so it's a totally different, but Kennedy played from strength, from massive strength, a superpower in manufacturing. We were the arsenal of democracy. That's how the war was won. We, we were right. a manufacturing superpower. We had a totally clean balance sheet. The, 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 the dollar was in the early decades of being the prime reserve currency after Bretton Woods. We were mm-hmm. a superpower. And played with uh, – we played uh, with, a, with, a, with a full – we had a, a deck of cards that were going our way. Steve Cortez, why is that different today, sir?
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly correct. And that's also why, even though I myself have made a lot of comparisons, the present economic situation to the 1970s, and a lot of those comparisons are apt, Steve – But things are much worse now than the 1970s. Because similarly, to your point, you're talking, of course, about the early 60s. But same thing in the 1970s, the last time that we really grappled with runaway inflation in this country. And it was terrible for the United States. And folks who are old enough have awful memories economically of that time. But we were actually far stronger for some of the same reasons that you cite. At that time, we still had a massive domestic manufacturing base. We were not being abused in trade by anyone in the world, certainly not by China which was having trouble feeding itself at that point. And also to your point, we didn't have runaway debt, right? We had not had an economy that had been financialized. We didn't have a country in an economy that was largely ruled by oligarchs. That is the reality of the 1970s. So as bad as the economy was then, I think most of us would take it in a second if we could somehow trade places. But of course, we can. not We have to deal with the economic reality that we face today. And the harsh economic metrics continue to point downward, decidedly downward. Um, And I don't project that to depress people, but rather to motivate people to take action. Just today, during your show, Steve, 10-year Treasury yield, which is the benchmark interest rate for the entire world, for all interest rates in your life, from your credit card to your home mortgage to your home loan to a business loan, 10-year Treasury yield, as we speak during this show, hit 4% for the first time this year. We are at the highs of the year uh, and haven't been there, by the way, since last November. Now, why does that matter? Because at the same time that we're needlessly escalating a war in Ukraine, we are borrowing the money to do so at ever-increasing interest rates. So as a country, We are unfortunately facing the same reality that so many individual citizens are facing that I talked about in that Chalk Talk. And by the way, that Chalk Talk is from January, just so we're clear. Okay, War Room showed that weeks and weeks ago. I'm glad Axios caught up today and is talking about the very same issue, but we were well ahead on that. But that same predicament that individuals are in, where they can't make their car payments, and particularly the subprime level, um, they are systemically delinquent, extremely delinquent on paying their bills. The United States as a whole right now. Unfortunately, is careening toward that exact same reality as interest rates rise and debt and deficits really, really matter again.
0: Steve, uh, what is your assessment right now? Because there's a report out from Reuters today about surging, about the surging manufacturing. Your PMI is up over 50%. I want you to tell the audience why that's important. It's 52.7, I think, today, for I believe it's the February, January, February number just came out about China. It looks like China is roaring right. back. What is your right. assessment? Is that right or wrong? And how that how will that impact your
1: analysis and assessment of this? Right. I mean, let's just be clear. By the way, that is Chinese PMI, not the United States. You know, re- regarding China. I think that China, as a command economy, has the ability in the near term to juice numbers and to juice production when it wants to. So that may, in fact, be a valid number. Now, if you look at the larger trend, if you put it in context, uh, the, the trend is miserable for China, even worse than the United States. In large part, though, they're interconnected because China is still so beholden to the US consumer for growth, and the US consumer is increasingly in a terrible spot, and once again. Not my opinion. Let's look at data. Let's look at data, you know, first on the manufacturing side, since you mentioned PMI, and then let's move over to the consumer side. So if we pull up chart number one, uh, this is the Dallas- Fed Manufacturing Production Index. This just came out, and I'm showing you that since January of 2021 when Joe Biden took office. Like so many of these metrics, he had a wonderful economic handoff from Donald Trump. It was the Trump boom 2.0 as America was aggressively reopening from the lockdowns in the spring of 2020. So that is what he inherited. Ever since then, look at the downward trend from the Dallas Fed Manufacturing Index, which has almost gone negative. It just eked out barely a positive number of 0.2. For context, it was 48. At the beginning of Biden's term, that was the handoff. Was 48. It is now effectively all the way down to to zero, and the trend is not your friend right now. It looks certainly as if it is heading into negative territory. So that's on the manufacturing end. Now, brand new off the presses today. Let's look at what the consumer, the, the state of the consumer, is right now. If we go to chart number two, uh, this just came out. Lowe's offers soft sales outlook as revenue misses expectations. Lowe's stock, as we speak, the home improvement giant, big board, big box. Retailer is down 5% on the day as we speak. Uh, lest you think that perhaps this is low specific and they, only they are having problems, let's look at chart number three. This is Kohl's. Kohl's department store, very similarly, okay, post losses and warns of a profit shortfall. They particularly talked about how miserable the fourth quarter was for them. The Christmas shopping season was miserable for Kohl's and it was for many retailers. If we go to chart number four, let's take a look at Amazon, Amazon stock price. And uh, look, I always sort of give this disclaimer. I understand that the audience joins me in despising Amazon as a company, what they have done to America in so many ways. Nevertheless, it's the second biggest employer in America. It is the most ubiquitous force in retailing. Therefore, we must pay attention to what Amazon does and says, and let's look at its stock price. That is also like the manufacturing chart I showed, this is since Biden took office, uh, which I show at the beginning of the chart. Early in his tenure reached $180 on Amazon stock price, went all the way down to 81, and is presently trading at only 94. So has effectively been cut in half since Biden took office. That's Amazon. That is reflective of the state of the US consumer right now, that that deteriorating consumer is intrinsically linked, of course, to the weakness that China has, because it is still largely beholden to the US consumer for its growth. So the global economy is in terrible shape, but focusing here on the United States, unfortunately, The trend is worsening, Steve, and rising interest rates, uh, that's a factor that no one in this country needs, which no one can afford 10-year yield back at 4%. When you combine that with the strategic national security risks that you are taking, you can see that Joe Biden right now is a commander-in-chief who, along with assistance from people like Mitch McConnell and Tom Cotton, Republicans in the Senate, is literally destroying America, putting our lives at risk in this escalation and- and smashing and squashing our prosperity. That's the reality right now.
0: We got Yellen over in, uh, in Ukraine, promising basically unlimited underwriting of their government. We actually had, and we'll try to get to it later. Um, Biden called out uh, Russ Vogt for Russ Vogt being on the show the other day. Russ Vogt, remember uh, Trump's last OMB, laid out the plan here, which is to have uh, massive cuts uh, in the budget this year in appropriations. And he actually is talking about $100 billion now out of Medicaid. And, and, and Biden's going crazy on this. $100 billion, that, that doesn't really go to anything that Medicaid should be doing. Uh, not Medicare, not Social Security, Medicaid. That's, right. a, that's, a, that's a festering sore. And, uh, and Biden calling me out by name. Uh, if we don't take this on right now, Cortez, this appropriations process, and take the hard line of the debt ceiling, that one penny increase, it's right. game over, right? And by the way, remember, the 10-year treasury runs your life. Where's the yes. tre- 10-year treasury as we speak right now, Brother uh, Cortez?
1: 4%. 4.0%. No, and you're exactly right. You know, Steve, there's, there's sort of a phrase in foreign policy circles that the you know the first question the president of the United States would ask regarding national security is you know where are my aircraft carriers where are America's aircraft carriers that's sort of the the first question that that mattered it matters less so in a digital era but nonetheless you sort of get the point well when it comes to the economy the first question that should be asked is where is ten year Treasury yield because uh, it matters far more to most people's lives than the stock market stock market's important but not as important not as critical as ten year Treasury yield to most people and we enjoyed a false period okay of artificially low interest rates which were suppressed by central banks but it's like holding a beach ball underwater you know it can't last forever okay and when it pops up uh, it's going to do so in a way that you may not be able to correctly predict Uh, Well, right now, yields are rising dramatically. Global bond markets are in revolt against the United States, against the Biden regime, against what Congress has done for far too many years, against what the Fed has done. The Fed seems to have found religion, albeit too late, but better late than never. The reality is getting back to the fiscal side, you know, and your question about these upcoming debt ceiling negotiations. Steve, we simply have no choice. It's not just that I think it is politically expedient to hold the line, and it is, but it's bigger than that. It's that we are literally not going to have a choice because as these interest rates spiral out of control, we are already on a trajectory where the largest single expenditure of the federal government is going to be interest on the debt, the interest for which you get nothing back. You don't get a road, you don't get a missile, you get nothing back, just interest on right. debt.
0: Cortez, how did we get to all your content, brother?
1: Yeah, please find me on Twitter. I'm at Cortez Steve, Cortez with an S, appreciate it.
0: Cortez, on 3 November, the evening of 3 November 2020, the interest rate was 0.86%. It's 4% today, 0.86%. Thank you, Cortez. Catherine Engelbrecht with a bombshell next in the war room.
2: The
0: CCP. Despite the U.S. blowing through 31.4 trillion dollar debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for two hundred and forty seven thousand dollars and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialist protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to nine eight nine eight nine eight that's Bannon B-A-N-N-O-M to nine eight nine eight nine eight with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau thousands of happy customers and countless five-star reviews you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future text Bannon to nine eight nine eight nine eight today to get your free info kit take action use your agency
1: your host Stephen K. Bass.
0: Have, have, have you noticed how on fire we are this morning? Uh, you know, it's not just a couple of things. By the way, I think it's the first time in the history of the show I dropped a mini F bomb, right? That's, that's what happens when you take one day off. Uh, and if you notice we're on fire and on, you know, just all over it this morning, it's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, it's not just the new haircut. It's also, Natalie was so good yesterday. I call her Lou Gehrig to my Wally Pip. So I gotta I gotta take my game up. I understand. I gotta take the game up. But most importantly, I got a great night's sleep. You know why? The products of MyPella, particularly MyPella 2.0. Go to myPella.com, promo code Warroom. You got the buy one, get one free on on the 2.0. This will cool your jets while you sleep. It's the fabulous, fabulous upgrade, next level technology from the original MyPella. MyPella 2.0 you get it on com. Promo code Worm. Use our promo code. You get the buy one, get one free. Plus, all the other sales discounts. Lindell, the armor piercing shell, is on fire. Sleep the sleep of the just on the products of MyPillar. Do it today. So, you talk about this. The, we're talking about geopolitics and capital markets. From everywhere from the Ukraine to Moscow to Beijing to now Tehran. Uh, I got Brett and Natalie going to join me in a second. But there's an aspect of this. So you had nude on. You talk about home title lock and about the cyber warfare everywhere, and you gotta go to home title lock and you gotta check out. Just look at their services. Because you gotta make sure that that, uh, that your deed, right, your ownership of your title, your 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 ownership of your home is not somebody's you know taking it uh, electronically on a cyber attack and is now taking out a second loan, a home equity loan that you're gonna have to pay off, or taking the home overall. But this cyber goes to many different aspects. Catherine Engelbrecht is really the person that's been on this voter integrity, the, the, really the voter election crimes bureau, for longer than anybody. I've known her for, I don't know, 12, 14 years. She's been doing this from 2008, 9, 10. Catherine, this lawsuit, I guess you just followed, it, to me is a blockbuster because it ties in geopolitics uh, technology, electronic, uh, you know, cyber attacks, unrestricted warfare of the Chinese Communist Party, into one suit about the basic way we govern ourselves and and who who our elected officials. are. If we can't get this solved, country's over. Walk me through what you guys have found, why this is more important than ever, and what are you guys doing in the courts of law?
3: Well. What, what we filed on Friday was an emer- emergency motion to inspect evidence, evidence that is being held in Los Angeles County. And, and they are meeting tomorrow. There's a hearing tomorrow, uh, in which we believe the court will determine whether or not they will release information that they have been holding since October, uh, information that they seized when they raided the offices of a, of an election software company in Michigan called Conic. And Connick uh, is, is, as it says in our filings, uh, is closely associated or appears to be closely associated with the Chinese Communist Party. And we have uh, affidavits to support this. We have uh, findings that support uh, this. And, and as you say, this, this is at the core of everything that we are as a Republic, the, by all appearances, Conic software, which is being used in some of the largest counties and states in our country, is developed in and run by and monitored from China.
0: I I want to go back to just the timeline here because I think it's very illustrative. You guys had what I call the Arizona Sessions. You had a uh, a, a meeting or a gathering of of concerned citizens, I believe, in Arizona, uh, where in a thing called, I think, the Shed, and you gave an all-day presentation and presented some information On this, Um, then I think the CEO went missing or something like that. There was all types of, uh, you know, to track this guy down, uh, to find out what went on. You guys kind of nailed it with your your evidence and your investigation. Then the New York Times I think came out with an article that said, "Hey, we want to show what conspiracy theory wingnuts look like." It's Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg. And then the next day, I think he was arrested. Walk us through the timeline because you guys have been correct. At every time along here, although you've been mocked and ridiculed by The New York Times, and this thing hasn't gotten enough uh, visibility because there's something seriously wrong here, right? And that's why this is mean, seriously wrong. And you guys call it from the beginning, and the mainstream media tried to make it seem like you guys had the, the, had the tinfoil hats on when, in fact, you actually had the receipts, ma'am.
3: Yes, Uh, and and there's an element to this that that is not represented in our court filings, but here on your show, if you'll permit me, I want to introduce it yet again because it's such an important piece to this story. When we found what we found related to CONIC and its uh, exposure of election-related data, election workers, and election uh, management-related data uh, being housed on servers in China, and if you are aware of as I'm sure your astute listeners are, if it's in China, the Chinese government owns it. That's the rule. So there's no good reason that this should be happening. But we turned this over, this these findings over, to the Federal Bureau of Investigations in the, in the early part of 2020, first quarter of 2021. Worked with them through, through the next 16 months. And it was in around April of 2022, when we were told that the D.C. office had gotten involved and everything changed, the Biden administration, once they became aware of the work that was being done, put the immediate kibosh on it and, and more than that, turned it to suggest that we were somehow in the wrong and, and the, the special agents that we had been working with came back and told us, be prepared because and be prepared to 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 go public with this because the the DC bureau is coming after you.
0: The DC bureau. This is this gets back to Ray. I mean, this is why we started the show right. as the tee off for you to come in. I mean, he's yammer He's whining there. Oh, you know, we can't really. They're not cooperating. You guys have had evidence, and 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 this people on the show know about the CCP. If it's in first off any company at all works at the benevolence of the CCP and they're involved That's right. in it with political officers. That's right. If it's on a server, it's it's their property. It's They're using it and they're doing what what they want. You can't make up any excuses about that. It's obvious. But I want to go back through. For 16 months, you worked hand in glove with the FBI field office and field agents. that knew something was up. As soon as it got kicked up higher, all of a sudden, not just chilled, they kind of came out and, and really came against you guys and took the side of the, of the company, Correct.
3: Well, whether or not they took the side of the company, um, I don't know. What I do know is they took the side against us. And and that then led to uh, a very fateful call from one of the agents we were working with who said, you need to take the nuclear option. And I said, what's that? And he said, you need to go public, which we did, as you described, in, in an event we called The Pit in, in uh, Arizona in the summer of August, or uh, August 2022. And... That's when we began to talk about what we had found. And the reason that we did it in the way that we did it to a group full of, a room full of researchers was because if we were silenced, if we were suddenly disappeared, we wanted this story to be told. Uh, Immediately thereafter, Conic, the company sued us. Uh, Immediately after that, LA County, Indicted or raided the offices of Conic in Michigan. Indicted under criminal charges. The the CEO Eugene Yu. That's still in play in L.A. County. Our lawsuit is still in play. During the course of that lawsuit, we were put in prison. I mean, this has had you know twists and turns that I could have never possibly imagined. But I cannot overstate the serious nature uh, that this should be. That this should be recognized as i mean this is everything we
0: know it's serious we know it's serious nature how long did they put you and greg uh in, in in prison for it ma'am
3: uh we were in uh, nine days for with solitary confinement and only released because we won an appeal an emergency appeal through the fifth circuit had that not occurred we were we were scheduled to be imprisoned indefinitely there was no bond
0: Catherine, you're one of the most prominent fighters in the election integrity, you've dedicated your career to this. Uh, why did they put Catherine Engelbrick in prison for nine days and only on an emergency ruling did we get you out? Why, why were you and Greg imprisoned?
3: Well, the, the, the judge at the time, who has since uh, recused himself, interestingly, which is very unusual for an Article 3 federal judge, but uh, the judge at the time... Uh, made it very clear that he believed that we were a, a menace to the uh, upcoming midterms and which were uh, two weeks post. Uh, the, the, we were imprisoned on October the 31st, I believe. And um, he he wanted to make it clear that, that that this exercise in taking us out of the game was in an attempt to secure the elections, but it was predicated upon this notion that because we would not give the name of an informant, that has nothing to do with this case. Uh, that, that was sort of the pivot that was used. Um, and that's why we ended up in the, in the, in the federal criminal penitentiary It was difficult.
0: And you were in soli- you were in solitary. Did, did they break you Catherine Engelberg?
3: <laughs> no, no, uh, this is, <laughs> um, this is un- unbreakable.
0: Unthinkable! This is what they're trying to do. Uh, why is we're going to hold you through the break if you don't mind? But real quickly, why is tomorrow so important?
3: Tomorrow, we believe that there will be a decision out of the L.A. County Court to determine whether or not the evidence that they seized should be released back to Connick. If that evidence is released, we believe it will be destroyed by Conic. and the reason that we believe that. Uh, is laid out time and again in our filings, where we have we have proven time and again that there is uh, ample evidence of their of them destroying previously existing evidence, and, and not just in state and not just in country, but around the world. This is an international effort to to cover election crimes. To it's it's big.
0: Catherine, just hang on for one second. Catherine Engelberg's going to join us after the break. we got our Natalie Winters who's going to jump in here and give her observations. I've got Dave Bratt from Liberty University. Maybe we get Mike Davis. Mike kicked out to the afternoon. Mike Davis is running around up on Capitol Hill right now. Had an update on uh, certain activities he's been doing. Short break. Back in a moment.
2: We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC!
0: Friends, with so much chaos and danger in the world these days, I highly recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. Let's face it, you're going to need this food, and now is the time to get it before it's too late. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. When you do, you'll get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. You need this gear when things fall apart or the grid goes down, or any time you might have to fend for yourself. To see everything you'll get, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 bonus gift comes free with each three-month emergency food kit you order. That way, everybody in your family can be prepared. But hurry, this offer won't last forever. Check this off your list and sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst-case scenario ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and score free shipping to MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action. Do it today.
1: Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath.
0: So, here's my here's my and by the way, I'm very we're obviously thrilled they're having these joint hearings. But um, and last night was, I, I think, it was a good start in prime time. But I think you got to get to the heart of it. You can't, guys like McMaster's, who fought us every step of the way. I mean, he's a he's a Russia-Ukraine guy. He fought us every step of the way on prioritization of the Chinese Communist Party and the fact that they're at war with us. Called unrestricted warfare. It's not kinetic yet, but it's going to be kinetic very shortly, unless we really start to take this on. Catherine Engelbrick is talking, they're at full, and you heard Natalie talk about this on the Wuhan lab situation. They're at full political warfare, psychological warfare, cyber warfare, information warfare, economic warfare. That is called unrestricted warfare. It's Sun Tzu 101. If you got to start using the seventh fleet and the aircraft carriers and all that, you've already kind of lost. If we get to the point at that end of the spectrum, we got to go kinetic because Taiwan's 90 miles off of the coastline of mainland China. Now, I think we ought to immediately say, hey, the one China policy is done. Taiwan's a free and independent nation. Suck on that. You know, come and get some if we have to do it. But. We have so many other tools. This is why this Whiny of Chris Ray and all these guys. And by the way, remember, remember, um, you had uh, Garland. These guys had this huge press conference. You know, he had this huge thing. Had stopped the whole nation. They had to run up. Something's going to happen. And they and they, and they rounded up a couple of uh in, in the CCP in the United States. Yeah, that stuff's important. The police station stuff is important. But they've had those stations there forever. All that all that's performed. It's a misdirection place to show you a shiny tour. We're really doing something. We're rolling up a couple of assistant professors at Iowa State uh, because of some, uh, you know, GMO. Yeah, that's all important. We got to be doing this, stealing the intellectual property. That's a sideshow. They're at full out war. They're an existential threat to their own people and they're an existential threat to the United States of America. But our ruling class happens to be in business with them. That's why the Thucydides trap that Graham Allison and Kissinger try to sell it doesn't work because our, our, our elites are in business with them. That's never happened before in world history where the declining power elites were in business with the rising power. It hasn't worked like that except now. That's what globalization did. That's why the Bush regime went over in, after June of 1989 and made a deal with them. You guys play along. You'll be the manufacturing base. We'll, sh- we'll make you g- m- most favored nation. We'll give you we'll get you in the WTO. Never we'll, you'll get into the inter the post war liberal international rules based order. Oh yes, the fetish. That's the, that's the talisman. That's everything. They game the entire system because the elites let them game the system because the elites are making money over there by shipping the jobs over there, and they're at full out war with us. And one of the ways they're at war with us is in all the electronics in the country. Catherine Engelberg, is there any doubt in your mind that this is a CCP operation uh, that is there to get data and information about the elections of the United States, ma'am?
3: There's no doubt in my mind. No, no. And and, and America needs to wake up as quickly as we can. I I, I retain hope that this may be one of those moments where where we can come across party lines i agree with every word you just said the challenge is that the elites of this country are so uh, deeply entrenched that they don't they don't see things like like i do here in the in the in in the in the trenches of election integrity uh, this is something that should rally all americans no. We've, no. Yeah, we 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 no we've, we've no got no, to no, stop. no no they're yeah.
0: in on it they're in, they're taking the side iconic I don't see Gret- Gretchen Whitmer and the-, and the people in Michigan after this. They- they're taking a side of it. She, a- Engelbreck and Greg, they had to go to a shed in, in August in, uh, in Arizona. You think that was pleasant? And then you look at the video. I'm sitting there. There are 200 people, and they got the computers up, and it's all day. I mean, it's 10 hours. It looks like and it's got to be 120 degrees in there. It looks like the sweat box in the bridge of the River Kwai, right? They're sitting there all day putting up evidence. Then they come out and then they arrest them and throw them in prison. If you don't think she had the receipts, do you honestly think a week or so before the election they throw them in prison, throw them in solitary, right? And only because of an emergency ruling they got out? Do you think if she didn't have the receipts, she would be in prison? Of course she's got the receipts. What has to happen tomorrow? How can this audience help, Catherine?
3: What has to happen tomorrow is that one of two things, either the court retains the evidence or the court allows us to make mirror images. And I know that we are not alone in petitioning the court. There are jurisdictions across the country, as I understand, that have done similarly asking the judge to please not, not return all of this to Conic and just sweep it under the rug. It, it, it's, it's too important. So, um, you know, what 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 your listeners can do now is if you have a juris, if you are in a jurisdiction where conic is in, in use and we posted that list and I believe you have a list of the of the current conic customers, they need yep. to be made aware that this is happening and it impacts all of us. All of us. And and we have to we have to hold the line.
0: OK, we're going to put this all up and, and Captain Ben and, and, uh, and Grace will get it out. So we get it everywhere. We're fully uh, employed on this. Catherine, how do they get to you and Greg, the great work you guys are doing at True the Vote?
3: Thanks so much. You can check out TrueTheVote.org uh, on Twitter at TrueTheVote, on uh, Truth Social at True the Vote. We are this is one of, of a handful of lawsuits that we're deep off in right now. And and all of them are high, high stakes. Please do check us out. Support us. We are. We're not backing away. These are tough times. You've known there, me for a long a time. People, Steve. This there's is a lot of this is the toughest.
0: No, she there's a lot of people that talk the talk. There ain't a lot of people that walk the walk. Catherine Engelberg. This is this is this is uh, she's a Texican. Put her in solitary confinement for nine days and couldn't break her. How many how many how many people in Capitol Hill would that happen to? They'd be wetting themselves. Right. Catherine, you're a patron and a hero. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks, Steve. Natalie Winters, you've done uh, research since, you know, your teenage years at the University of Chicago. You focused on the, 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 the essentially the cover-up by the global elites, and particularly the American elites, in covering for the, the infiltration of our nation at every level by the Chinese Communist Party. And this is where Gallagher, brother, you are so dead wrong smearing and besmirching one of the greatest americans in the history of this country and that would be senator joe mccarthy of wisconsin okay because we'll go back i'll take on anybody in the world let's sit down and go through what mccarthy did and what mccarthy said and what mccarthy proved and how mccarthy helped save this nation right by the infiltration of communists and marxists in the highest levels of the united states government and throughout the thing We need more of that today, Gallagher. Don't be, don't be. And if that performance last night, you think that's going to hack it, that's not going to hack it. Nice start. I like it. It's okay. But you had some of the wrong people up there and you're too wishy-washy. you got to come in hard. Natalie Winters.
4: For a year, a year and a half straight, I think I broke at least one story a day, in some cases maybe two or three, um, about how deep the CCP infiltration went here in the United States, right? It's no secret that they've always preferred the strategy of infiltration as opposed to invasion, right? Uh, subdue the enemy without actually making them fight. That's the kind of art of war strategy that they engage with. And I think last night's hearing is, is sort of like how we should have been approaching China 10 years ago. It's very neocon. It's it's doesn't really, I think, link the threat that the CCP poses uh, to their American counterparts in the ruling class, which is really the horrible combination that makes the CCP so lethal. It's sort of the equivalent of a gain-of-function research, I would say. Um, What that committee needs to do, if I may humbly suggest, they need to subpoena all of the American lobbyists and lobbying firms and law firms who, in the last 10, 20 years, Have worked on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party, right? You can evidence this through the Foreign Agent Registration Act filings, but specifically the groups that have worked on behalf of the United Front, which is China's political warfare department. This is how they systematically compromise America's elite. And believe me, there are only about 250 registered foreign agents from China uh, in the FARA database. I can guarantee you there are a lot more off the top of my head. I'd throw in Hunter Biden. Um, But if you start with the people who registered with FARA, I'm talking groups like the China United States Exchange Foundation, and really get to the bottom of the journalists that they were taking on trips to China, um, the talking heads, the academics, the think tankers who were taking private trips to China, taking private dinners with the Chinese Communist Party. That that's how you begin to kind of piece together um, what exactly the Chinese Communist Party has done over here, because they have very systematically, it's the idea, the concept of strangling us with our own systems. And what I mean by that is that they've weaponized our own free market against us, and particularly they've weaponized our own, I would argue, uh, free press or free media, although arguably if it's, it's free, but they've really capitalized on that. Um, and it's so funny because I think the Chinese Communist Party, right? as Catherine was talking about before, they spend billions of dollars a a year to influence our elections in terms of curating politicians, putting out blueprints and papers and policy proposals, indirect foreign lobbying, direct foreign lobbying. The engagement with which they're, they're doing with our election systems, right, these election machines, that's just their insurance policy, right? Donald Trump slipped through the cracks in 2016, so they just want to make sure that doesn't happen again. But the election aspect of it is sort of the 11th hour of what the Chinese Communist Party does to infiltrate and influence our our political system.
0: Uh, Natalie, how did they get to all your research, all those stories you've done, all the great work at National Pulse, uh, your social media, all of it? How did they get to you?
4: Natalie G. Winters on Twitter, Instagram, and Getter. I'll be publishing a story on warroom.org shortly, and make sure to come say hi at CPAC if you're around.
0: Yeah, Natalie be riding shotgun with us at the at uh, at the uh, at the studio, so make sure we're going to be doing it at CPAC.org. It's not too late to get a ticket. Natalie, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you later this afternoon. Yes. 22 years old, in her... In her, As a teenager, she was putting out the best stories out there on the infiltration of our nation by the greatest enemy we've ever had, right? The greatest enemy we've ever had, and the reason it's the most existential threat, the Chinese Communist Party, because they've infiltrated in life. Dave Bratt, your, your assessment and, and thoughts on this topic, sir.
5: Yeah, well, uh, hats off to Natalie. Uh, She's been saying this for a couple of years now. She's being validated by uh, everyone and uh, no surprise there. But the war room always comes through. And today I'm going to make some remarks uh, on inflation stuff. uh, We've all said uh, for the past year or two. Uh, And if anyone would listen to the uh, war room and the receipts, they wouldn't be surprised with the uptick in inflation and the idea that it's not going down rapidly. Uh, as as the Wall Street would like it to, and, and the analysts, the community who have been wrong, uh, along with the Fed analysts, uh, for the past months.
0: I tell you, we're going to have, uh, let's, I tell you, well, let's get ready for a break. We're going to have eight minutes with, with Brad, and he'll say he can go through his things on on this. And I want to come back with Biden calling out the war room, and in, in, in particularly Russ Vogt, when Russ Vogt walked through the plan the other day about how we're going to get this under control. As Dave Brad, Dave was going to be on earlier in the show, but he had some stuff come up, so he had to come on later. As he notifies, says, "Hey, I got to come on the eleven o'clock hour." At that very moment, the ten-year Treasury hit hit uh, hit hit four percent. I got on three November of twenty twenty, the election. It was zero point eight six percent. Now it's four percent, and that rate of increase is not like going from five to nine or from eight to thirteen. Okay. This is brutal. It is the reason your economic and financial life is upside down. If you're under 35 years old, you're getting crushed. They just announced the all-time death for the millennials. Okay, short commercial break. Dave Bratt, the Dean at Liberty. Next in the war room. Down the CCP!
2: Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there is no more. Let's take down the CCP!
0: Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency.
5: New social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the
3: platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your
5: personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way
1: you want download now you know. Where are we right now? We have a moment, and I think that's the the heat of the speech was around the fact that the leverage
0: point of the next year is the debt limit. Everything else is largely not moving. His bills won't get passed through the House. The one thing he needs is a debt limit to be able to continue to govern for his purposes. And it's incumbent on Republicans, and we've made a ton of progress since we started talking about it on The War Room. It's incumbent on Republicans to say, no, we're not going to pass your debt limit until you get rid of the woke and weaponized government that you're currently presiding and, and furthering by a m- number of the things that we heard last night and, and we know is, is their track record. Well, the former Trump budget director who's now advising them, that is Republicans in the House, on their fiscal strategy,
2: has a plan to slash over $2 trillion from Medicaid. And a, well, whether it gets passed, that's, that's the plan, okay?
0: He wants to end Medicare expansion under the Affordable Care Act, and then additional deep cuts that could lead to nearly 70 million people losing critical services. Welcome to Thunderdome, okay? We told you we were going to put you in the the head of the creditors committee. Well, you're there. I didn't say it was going to be easy. This is going to be Thunderdome, right there. Uh, Joe Biden's staff uh, had that feckless, hapless old man cut to the heart of it. Two trillion dollars coming out of Medicaid. You notice we never say med- hands off uh, Social Security, hands off Medicare, but Medicaid, mm-mm, two trillion dollars of cuts. This is going to be the fight. That's just in these appropriations plan, cutting it. And it rolls out for two trillion dollars over the 10 year budget. But it's also going to be defense cuts. There's going to be other woken weaponized cuts besides that. And this is going to be a battle for the ages. And we're going to make sure that the Republican, the neoliberal, neocon aspect of the Republican Party does not crater on this and add exacerbate the managed decline of our beloved republic. Dave Brett, sir, talk me, talk me through how you can't hide from the math here. Inflation is actually eating us alive.
5: Yeah, that's right. And Russ, uh, what everybody needs to listen to from Russ right there is we have a, a unique window. The House, the House of Representatives does have a leverage point for real. They need to use it. They can can extract huge concessions on this crazy overspending uh, that's at the center of all the catastrophes we're facing. And so the war room, uh, when you hear uh, the House members wimp out or the Senate wimp out, uh, they're wimping out. We have a unique leverage point to use. And so Uh, What you didn't hear from the president is that we have uh, inflation. Uh, The latest print is uh, inflation up unexpectedly. It's sticking around longer than we thought. I'm going to explain that today, Uh, which causes higher interest rates, which is hurting all of you on the home front and on the car front and on uh, every other front. And Steve just mentioned the 10-year just hit a a new high. Uh, And then you got a slowing economy going into recession. And the question is, do we achieve a soft landing? Uh, Or as we've been saying on the show for quite a while, there's some uh, surprises coming. And add to that the war scenario on top of all that. Uh, But I I just want to review a couple main points that are very confusing uh, on the economics front. The Fed does not want inflation. If they have a high inflation rate, the interest rates go up and they have to pay high, high interest rates now on an upcoming $50 trillion debt. Uh, Steve's been hammering that additional 20 trillion in debt on top of the 32 trillion. So they, in 10 years, we got debt of 50 trillion dollars. Uh, the the Fed funds rate is going up to five and beyond, uh, and they're going to have to keep increasing that rate. Now, uh, they're, they're, I don't think there's much debate on that at all. So I just said the Fed does not want inflation, but now here comes the puzzle. The Fed does want inflation because they get to pay off the debt with cheaper dollars. So they are in a mess that they've made on their own. They've created financial bubbles uh, for the past 20 years. The real economy is a dead carcass. Uh, so there's no good news to report right now. Productivity's 1% for the years to come. So there's no high growth. When you hear politicians say, "Oh, we're going to trim the budget a little bit, but growth's going to make up for it," no, it's not. Ask them for the receipts on that. Where are you getting this growth from? So we got some tough times ahead, and that's what makes the spending cuts so essential. Uh, so that that's a little complexity. The story I just laid out. Uh, I today I just want to make a couple points. Uh, I've got a chart uh, you can put up, uh, and this is I put this up because we posted this six months ago on the war room. And I just wanted to show the war room always gets our story straight. And so uh, this is uh, put out by Deutsche Bank, uh, Jim Reed, six months ago. And it basically just says if you crack 8 or 9% inflation, which we did, then you should expect to have at least 6% inflation for two years, which we have. And you should also expect heightened inflation, 4 or 5%, for the next six years, So that's the basic news flash, and this is economic science, right? He used 100 countries and 70 years of data, and this is science. These are the receipts. On top of that piece of information, which I was shocked, Larry Summers, right, the president of Harvard, big brain, smart guy, president of the World Bank, top notch economist, and when they choose to be right, they can be right. But Larry came out of the same point on this Deutsche Bank uh, report and said, "Yes, uh, the, the folks that are saying the inflation rate's going to come down quickly are wrong. Uh, so the folks that want to take economics serious and look at the data, uh, we're going to have inflation with us at a higher level than uh, everyone thought for for yeah. years to come." Yeah. Uh, and then, coupled uh, uh, with that story, uh, hang, D- um, we, Dave, Dave,
0: yeah. Dave, hang on, yep. hang on, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to come back and, and double down on Good. this. Uh, because we're, we're up against hard. Real quickly, how do, can people get all your charts because yep. you're putting them up all the time on Getter? Where do they go?
5: Yep, and I just reposted these. Uh, brat economics on Getter. Uh, the only other point I was going to bring up was the Taylor rule. We said a year ago, your eyeballs popped out 8%. It's, the Taylor rule still suggests 8%. That's another scientific, right? That's Stanford economist Taylor, <laughs> oh. best in the world. The Taylor John, rule still suggests Taylor, 8% wow. federal funds rate if you want to solve inflation. There you go. God yeah. bless. <laughs> see you Dave all. Dave Brad,
0: John Taylor, we love. It. We'll get we'll get more into the the Taylor rule. Make sure the uh, the audience understands this construct. Charlie Kirk Good. next, the populist nationalist Charlie Kirk and Real America's Voice. Dave Brad, thank you. We're going to be back here five to seven. Lit on fire. Our Eva CPAC Pack show at six o'clock. We'll see you then.